way. My guest on the Crosstalk to wrap up this morning uh, to look back at Iowa and ahead to New Hampshire, South Carolina, from University of Wisconsin Lacrosse Political Science Department, Dr. Anthony Chergoski. Good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us. Did you think the results last night were surprising in any way? Not really, Mike. 50% was the number I had in mind for Donald Trump going into the Iowa caucuses yesterday, and he got just about 50%, just a tad bit over 50%. Really, the only drama was the margin of victory for Donald Trump, and he ended up with a rather impressive margin of victory. The other piece of drama was who would come in second between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. It was widely believed that a third-place finish for Ron DeSantis would be simply devastating for his candidacy. So you can imagine Team DeSantis was breathing a little bit of a sigh of relief when he just eked out a second-place finish. Now, doesn't change the underlying facts of the situation for him. The facts of the situation are not good for the DeSantis campaign. Nikki Haley, meanwhile, made the interesting move of finishing in third place and then in her speech declaring it a two-person race. Now, there's a logic behind what she's doing. She is polling pretty well in New Hampshire. She then would go on to South Carolina, where she was a popular governor. So I guess at this point, the three main contenders just fight on, with Donald Trump being the main favorite. Of course, DeSantis and Haley battling out for second place as we go into the New Hampshire primary, which is a week from today. All right, then let me ask you this. Who doesn't do well in New Hampshire and drops out? Ron DeSantis is certainly on my radar there. The New Hampshire electorate is not particularly favorable to the type of candidate Ron DeSantis is. The New Hampshire Republican voters are less religious than you would find in Iowa and New Ham- and, and South Carolina, and they're more moderate. They seem to respond well to people like Nikki Haley, though when it comes to the polling, Donald Trump is certainly the favorite in New Hampshire, though Nikki Haley has shown some signs of life there. The question for Ron DeSantis is if he can sustain a big defeat in New Hampshire, because that's where this race seems to be heading. DeSantis needs to convince financial contributors that his campaign is viable. He needs to convince activists that he has a path. It's hard to see that path at this point. It wouldn't shock me, Mike, if New Hampshire was the end of the road for DeSantis, but we still got a solid week to go, solid week of campaigning, and we'll be waiting to see how the results of the New Hampshire primary really influence the state of the race. Uh, I think Vivek getting out of the race would tend to help Donald Trump. He didn't have a ton of support, but certainly Vivek was running as a big fan of Donald Trump, so that could give him a little bit of a boost, just as Chris Christie dropping out of the race could give Nikki Haley a bit of a boost. So probably a bit of a wash, but Donald Trump certainly goes into New Hampshire as the strong favorite with Nikki Haley in that second-place position, at least as of right now. I don't hear it all the time, but we've both heard it on occasion that Democrats like Nikki Haley. Will they continue to support her as we move further into the the, uh, campaign? One of the interesting things to watch, Mike, with these primaries and caucuses is if voters from the other party show up. 
there's always a lot of talk about trying to stir things up on the other side by having your voters go to the other party's primary. And we may see a bit of that in New Hampshire. Nikki Haley does seem well-liked by independents and more moderate voters. Of course, Chris Christie was anti-Trump, and Nikki Haley would expect to benefit from Christie dropping out. In Iowa, it's just not a system that lends itself to the other party meddling in a party's caucus. Much easier to do that in a primary election as opposed to a caucus. So it's quite possible that Nikki Haley could get some support from Democrats who show up for the Republican primary from independents. That's why the state tends to favor her to a greater extent than Iowa. And, of course, from there she can go into South Carolina where she's fighting on home on her home field. So it seems like Nikki Haley is the best non-Trump or most viable non-Trump or most likely to have any success non-Trump option at this point. But, but we shall see. I think New Hampshire is really do or die for her. And uh, like I said, at this point, Ron DeSantis just needs to convince people that he is at all viable as we move forward. All right. You got to answer this one briefly, but I I should ask it just because I've gotten this suggestion from a texter several times now. And uh, he wants your opinion. And I can't give it because, honestly, I don't know enough about. He wants to know, what do you think of federalism? And will the United States government be a form of federalism if things don't change much? Well, federalism can refer to the balance between state and national power, the division of power among different levels of government, national, state, and local. I think about federalism when I hear Republicans talk about abortion. Some Republicans use federalism as a way to justify not having a national policy on abortion to say, look, the Roe versus Wade ruling getting overturned kicks it back to the states. Let's just let the states do whatever. Let's let the states make the decisions that they want to make. So federalism is something that we hear sometimes in a campaign. It's talked about more frequently when we hear people discuss the role of state and local governments and wanting more of a role for state and local governments compared to the national government. All right. So uh, New Hampshire is a week from today. If uh, do you think if if uh, DeSantis doesn't do reasonably well, I don't even know what kind of number to put on it. But you're you're convinced at this point that uh, there's a really good chance that DeSantis uh, will be out after New Hampshire. Is there any way that keeps him in? Yeah, I mean, the the good news for DeSantis, if there is good news, is that expectations for him are extremely low in New Hampshire. People recognize that the New Hampshire electorate is just not the type of electorate that would tend to vote strongly for DeSantis. He is polling in the single digits there right now. The good news is that if you have low expectations as a candidate, then if you exceed those expectations, you can spin it as a victory. So I think Hmm. if DeSantis exceeds the very low expectations he has, then that could be a win for him. It could at least be spun that way. It could be sold that way to donors and activists. Uh, but, but right now, Nikki Haley certainly has some wind at her back. I think what we learned, though, most of all, Mike, was that Donald Trump is the dominant force within the Republican Party. And Nikki Haley started to develop some lines of attack against Donald Trump. It may be too little too late, given the huge victory that Donald Trump racked up in Iowa last night. Well, and, and so, gosh, maybe there's a, I'll have to look. There may be an opportunity. What's today? Today is Tuesday, right? All right. Talk to me yeah. at eight, talk to me at eight, 
845 tomorrow, and I'll start with this question because I don't have time now. I'll start with this one. Is there anything that can happen to Donald Trump in his legal issues? He's in court all over the place. Anything happening off the campaign trail that will cause him to lose support on the campaign trail? 